Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Catholic Recon Testimonies from Reverts and Converts. I'm your host, Eddie Trask, and this week's guest is Rosalinda Magana Nuno, who I cannot wait to talk to. She reached out, and I got to say, it takes a lot of um, courage, I guess, to reach out to anyone because I struggle. I got to be honest. I struggle reaching out to other people to either have them on the show or if I want to share something and, and I think it would be fun for me to be on someone else's show, it's difficult. So I just want to say thank you for reaching out, Rosalinda. And um, yeah, as I start all of these shows, why don't you take us back to the beginning of your testimony? And uh, I know that there will be many, many, uh, many listeners that will love to hear what you have to say. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I am grateful to to be here. And I just, I had that fire in my heart to the need to share my story, right? So yeah, uh, it was very funny to me listening uh, your podcast, how a lot of stories began on 2017, right? So I am part of one of those stories where that's how I started my, my official journey. Uh, so at that time, I was in a relationship uh, with a boyfriend, and we were living uh, together. We lived together for three years uh, in, in Mexico. And then it was like my lowest point. I was doing everything wrong. I remember one morning I was trying to pray, and I found this prayer saying, help me, God, to do your will. And I was like... I'm going to skip that part because I'm having so much fun <laughs> that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just going to continue doing my stuff, right? So yes, protect me and help me, but I'm just going to do whatever I need to do. So yeah, I knew in my heart that it was wrong that I was living with my boyfriend. I, we were not united by a sacrament. And uh, I stopped going to mass. I stopped calling my parents. So I, I felt like I was like a superhero. Uh, I was making good money. I was living with a boyfriend that I loved and we were just doing great. And the relationship started to go down. Uh, at some point I felt like lost and I, I couldn't accept to myself that I was lost. And I was feeling, I, I started even getting sick every month because I, I needed like to defend my dignity as a human being, as a woman. I needed to uh, to share a lot of stuff with, I, I was not agreeing with, with my boyfriend at the time, but I, I didn't have the courage or like the strength to do it. So I was like swallowing and I was holding to me, to myself, all, all the things that I needed to say sure. that I was not agreeing to. And I, I was just sick uh, of my throat. It was uh, month after month taking medicine and uh, it was just crazy. Even, yeah. So you're saying because of, you know, having to bottle up everything that you wanted to share, yes. it made you physically ill. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Even the doctor was very surprised. Like you again here. Like what is going on? What are you doing that you're you're feeling sick again? I was like, I don't know. I just was just really really sick. So we lived together for three years, and then um, 
one of the weekends in 2017 in March, he just disappeared. Like he never came back home. And I was like, very worried. Like what's going on? Is he like cheating on me or I don't know what's going on. So he came back uh, a Sunday night and I just saw in his face, like, this is something wrong. Something is wrong. And I, I don't know. And he approached to me and he said, you know what? I don't love you anymore. I just, you're boring. I just, I'm going to leave. Uh, I'm going to leave. You You can keep all the stuff. And so, of course, I was very surprised. I was not expecting that. And that destroyed me. Like my heart, it was just not broken. It was like make dust. It was dust. <laughs> so it was very, very hard. And one of my friends took me to her place because I didn't want to stay there. It was too hard for me, like to see all the stuff we bought together and the life we built together. Like I, I cannot stay here. So I, I decided to move out. And literally, I just brought with me my basic stuff, right? And after that, uh, he is started behaving like a jerk and he kept everything I didn't have access to my stuff and when I when I had the the opportunity to to bring my stuff he had everything packed like I he couldn't wait for me to go <laughs> so yeah. that was of course really really hard right and then uh it, it is very curious, very funny. Every time I move to a different state or now that I'm here in a different country, God always uh, put someone from my family or close to my family to help me. And so at that time, uh, my boss, she uh, is like my cousins of my cousins. She's like related to, to my family. And she was the one that uh, brought me to her house to live and to recover. So I don't, I, I don't know. It was God's grace how I didn't lose my job because at that time I was a zombie. I didn't know who I was. I lost myself. This guy was like the center of my life. I forgot about God. And uh, I was just, I was lost. The good thing, I never saw my future as uh, black it was only white but I couldn't see anything I didn't know who I was I didn't know what I wanted yeah. I was just I don't know what to do and I was that lost that I didn't call my parents to help me like hey please come and and help me right so I was just in a very bad uh, position so I was yeah like living as a zombie I worked very little in those days and I I kept my job and I moved, and when I moved to this uh, person's house, his, his her name is Olivia, I remember the first afternoon I sat on the living room, and I just heard the church bells, and I was like, okay, yeah, I, now I know what I need to do, because uh, part of my story is uh, when I was little, my well I grew up as a cradle cradle catholic is that how you say it? yeah yeah and and in this very sweet and loving family uh but my parents of course as every every marriage had their difficult times and my mom also she grew up with a broken heart so that at some point that was like an explosion, like she couldn't handle that anymore. And she had a very hard uh, depression and anger. 
So she lived through her own journey with the Lord too. So I learned what what to do, right? Because I remember her like running to church and Bible studies and things like that. So I remember like, huh, okay, this is what I need to do. So I heard the church bells and I just ran to church. Like literally I ran, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I need to go there. I need to be there. And uh, they were calling for mass. So I just stay there. And I remember I cried and I cried and I cried a lot. It's like, like God was like squeezing me as a lemon. <laughs> it was just a lot of, a lot of tears. And uh, the next uh, months, I just kept going to mass every time after work and to adoration and holy hour. And, but it was just that, like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know you're going to help me. And in every homily, I, I, I was sure that he was like the father was talking to me, like with all the messages of comforting my heart at the time. So... I also was having this uh, very hard situation at work where I was I was being sexually harassed about the director of the company. So it was craziness going on in every single aspect of my life and I didn't know what to do. So I, I remember I prayed to the Lord like, hey, please get me out of here. I cannot keep like you gave me all this talent. Please tell me if. I can make something else. Maybe I really want to work in auto industry. So please give me the chance. And I went to, I don't know, maybe like four different interviews. I didn't have a lot of money anymore. And uh, the last one, I remember I had only like $100 in my account. It was the last thing I had. <laughs> and uh, I had to go to a different state very far away from where I was. And I told the Lord, well, I'm going to just, this is my last shot. If this is what you, you want me to do, I'll do it. So I went to that um, interview and it was the most wonderful interview. I was not, I was excited. I was not uh, nervous. And I think it lasted like six hours. Like they, they were really excited to having me there. And I was very excited to be there. So it was just the Lord working, right? <laughs> Yeah, they they taught they uh, showed me like the process of the seeds, and I was just very excited. So I came back to home, and I was like, "Please, Lord, this is the one. This is the one. Please give me the chance." So it took more months uh, when uh, I I got the offer letter, but I finally I I got the offer letter. So I moved to a different state, and I was just. Uh, initiating a new life like literally from from scratch also another thing before I moved to to that state um uh, I was trying to put my life together and I moved uh to a different house uh and there I brought me me with me all, all the things that I I could uh yeah all the things that I could right but one night uh, it drained really, really, really bad uh, in the city, and my house got floated, and I lost everything except my personal documents, like my birth certificate and my school stuff, and so all all the things that I didn't need 
the Lord was like, okay, I'm just cleaning everything from you because you don't need all this stuff. You don't need memories that are going to keep breaking your heart and hurting you. So yeah, I was just, it was just me and the car that I got at the time, thanks to the Lord too. And I moved and even when I was looking for a house there, <laughs> the house that I found, it was like a block away from my cousins where my cousins live. Exactly. And also like a block away from another church. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> I, so, before you, I wanted to ask you where I forgot. Where did you hear those bells initially? Where were you? What what city I, I, or what area were you in? Yeah, well, I I grew up in Morelia, is the uh, my home state in Michoacan, and okay. then I moved uh, to Guanajuato with a boyfriend, and where my boss at the time uh, she helped me taking me home. Yeah, there's when I heard the bells. Got it. And then I moved to Querétaro. It's a city very close to Mexico City. Okay, got it. Thank you. I just wanted some context there. <laughs> yeah, I got too excited at the end. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah, I I was like, okay, so this is here where I need to live. And I was just very excited and happy because I got uh, this new job. And uh, I continue going to adoration and to uh, confession and mass. So I was trying to do my best, but I, I was still struggling with one of the sins that it was like my addiction at the time, right? Uh, but, but every time I was moving to a different state, I was like, okay, this is exciting and everything, but this is it. Uh, I was just getting bored. Like, I don't, I don't know. Every time is like the same, the same people, the same activities, the same, the same, like, okay, God, what do you, what do you want me to do here? Because I'm getting bored. So then in 2018, uh, the company sent me to Plymouth, Michigan for, for training. Like uh, the, the team needs you to, to meet you there and they need help with, with a, a, a project. So I'm, we're going to send you for two weeks to Plymouth, Michigan. I was like, yeah, that's fine. And part of my story too is I have dual citizenship and that is because of my grandparents. So there is where we, we, we can see like every, detail that the Lord works every like from years and years and everyone is connected and his plans are just perfect right yes. <laughs> so I am I think I am the only one or maybe the second uh grandchild that has dual citizenship but I am the only one that uh is living here uh in this situation um so yeah my mother was born in California and that's why I I had the dual citizenship so, yeah, I came to Plymouth, Michigan, and as soon as we got to the hotel, I was like, this is what I need. This is what my heart needs. Like, Lord, I feel so happy here and so peaceful. I couldn't believe how peaceful I was feeling. I was like, this is crazy. I don't even understand, but please, please, I, I just want to be here. <laughs> And I stayed for two weeks. So the weekend uh, I needed to go to mass. So I looked for a church and it was four minutes away from the hotel I was living at the time, those, those two weeks. 
So I went to Our Lady of Good Counsel, that is in Plymouth, and I was just so happy, like I I fit in there, like I that that is that was my calling, right? And uh, we came back to Mexico, and I just I think every every day since that day uh, since since that day I was like, please Lord, I want to go back there. I don't know you need to do something because I, I just feel really happy. So I continue working and traveling because of work. Uh, they sent me to San Antonio, Texas, and I, I, I felt happy there because of the process and everything that I was learning. But uh, I, I, it was not like the city was calling me, right? And then I had the opportunity to go to New York to visit a friend and before I had that idea or that dream, like, oh, I really want to go to New York City because it's the fashion stuff. So it's awesome. And I went there and I didn't feel anything like this is not for me. So in 2019, I got an email from my boss uh, at that time. And she's like, Roxy, could you come please for a month to Plymouth, Michigan? I need you to support this project. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I am free. So I came in that month uh, and I was just super happy. And I continue going to mass to, to the church I found in 2018 that I found, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the plan was only to having me here for a month. And then I was going back to Mexico and that's it. But they they liked how I was working and I, I I just, it was great working with the team and with my boss. Everyone was so great that we, we made a very good team. So they asked me to come back every month. So I was here for four, four weeks and I was going back to Mexico for one week. And I was living like a rock star because the company was paying for all my expenses and the hotel and the car and everything. But every time I was going to mass, like, please, Lord, this is what I, where I really want to stay. Please, please give me the chance. Give me the chance. And I was sending my resume to my boss, like, hey, please hire me here. I don't want to go back to Mexico. I just want to stay here. And every time they said, no, 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 it's not possible. It's not possible. But I would just continue praying, like, please, please, Lord. <laughs> At some point, my boss maybe got tired. I don't know. It's just like, you know what, Roxy? You're a hard worker. You deserve it. If it's not here, you, I, I give you the permission to find another company because you deserve it because uh, you have a dual citizenship. No one has to pay for your visa or anything. <clears throat> so that's fine. Just go ahead. I was like, okay. So I applied for different jobs and I got back a few emails, but nothing, nothing settled down. So it was the December break and I needed to come back in January 21, no, 2020. And I found in the company's website that they were hiring, hiring the, the same position I was asking for. So I was like, hold on, why they're telling me no, if they're actually hiring, they need someone. And my boss was like, okay, just do it. Hire, uh, apply for, for the position is not going to be with my team, but just apply and it's going to be the same. I was like, yeah, sure. So I came back uh, in January, the yeah, 2020. 
and uh, is when the coronavirus virus started to hearing, right? So my boss told me, you know what, Roxy, if you go back to Mexico, you might be stuck there. So what if you stay here as long as you can, because uh, the virus is coming to the airport. So you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to come back and you really want to stay here. I was like, yeah. So I was just here in Michigan with uh, my winter clothing. And um, I got my offer letter. They they hired me, and I got my offer letter in February, twenty twenty. So I was getting ready to move, and the shutdown came in Michigan. It was the March twenty third. Okay. So I couldn't go back to Mexico to say goodbye to my parents, and I was just here. And at the time, I was dating a, a guy. And I was sure, well, he told me like, he, yeah, if something happens, you can go to my place, right? So uh, because of the instructions of the government, we needed to stay at home. And I was living at the time in the hotel still. So the hotel ho- told me, you know what, girl, you need to leave because you we need to shut the hotel and you just need to leave. And I was like, oh my God, where am I going to go? I cannot go back to Mexico and I have no family here. And um, well, I thought I didn't have family. And during February time, I found out I have a second cousin living here in the same city. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly. That's too good. Oh, man. I know, right? Yeah. Of all, of all places, come on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. In the whole world. Yeah. So uh, my boss, my boss heard me that that I was homeless, and she's like, "Roxy, don't worry. My kids are uh, out of my house because they live by themselves. So I have the space. I have you and I. We can make each other company. Don't worry. You go home with me, and you'll be fine. You don't have to pay for anything, because I I couldn't go back Mexico, right? So I didn't have my American money yet, and my Mexican money was stuck there, so I couldn't make any transactions or anything. Wow. Yeah. So she was like, don't worry, just just come with me. And she took me for almost three weeks. She cooked every day. She was very sweet. She was the sweetest. She was just the best. And I know as the Lord was taking care of me. I never felt like uh, afraid or what did I do? I made the wrong the wrong decision. I should go back and forget about anything. No, never. I was I'm I'm staying here and I'm happy here. It doesn't matter what happened. <laughs> So that continued, uh, I got my own apartment and I was just so happy, even though I couldn't see my family for the whole year because I couldn't travel. It was, of course, it was it was hard. Uh, I, I had a lot of anxiety crisis and just feeling lonely because you cannot see anyone and I didn't have friends at the time. So it's like, oh my God, just video calls, like, uh, yeah, video calls with my parents, just hearing their voices, it was just good, right? Yeah. And I couldn't go to mass because the churches were close to. How long? How long could you not go to mass? Uh, I think it was for a year, for the whole 2020. Yeah. So I was just listening to mass uh, through YouTube and 
And after that, I think they opened it and we were having in summertime, maybe 21. I don't remember exactly. We They were having the mass in the parking lot. Yeah. And yeah. They were like uh, sharing the communion by car by, car, by car. Mm -hmm. But I, I I couldn't go to, I was still struggling with my sin, with that addiction that I had. So I didn't have the time to, or the chance to go to confession. So I couldn't receive the Holy Eucharist. Sure. So it was very powerful for me. Like, oh my God, you're coming to my window and I cannot receive you. That's crazy. But yeah, I I just, I don't know. I was just living like that. And then as soon as they opened the, their churches, I went back to mass as much as I could after work because my work is, yeah, four minutes away from the church. So everything is just perfect. <laughs> and there I found in this church, I found the community I feel I belong to. Everyone is super nice. And all the miracles just continue and continue. I was going to adoration every time that I could and yeah, for, for like moving to a different country, it is just hard. Is is not easy. Sometimes you even miss talking and you're saying in the in your language like like Spanish or the food or just the people and your family to hug yep. you, right? Your my my little sister. So I was going to adoration, like who, who else is going to comfort me better than Jesus? So I was going there. But I was still in that battle of, I don't know what what, what else is going, going to happen to me. I would love to start a family. I would love to start dating, but now one, now one comes and I started doing the dating apps and God was like, girl, you need to stop. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was just getting very, very anxious about the future, what was going to happen to me, and if I, if, if I'm going to get married, or maybe God wants me to be a nun. I don't know. Well, you Just tell me, please, reveal to me the plan you have for me. But of course, it's not doesn't work like that. You need to trust first, and then he's going to take you little by little all to the places you need to go and what you need to learn first. So I was having one of these crises very, very bad. One morning, I remember it was a Monday. I was in the shower and I was like, you know what, God, I am about to lose it. I just, I'm going to get crazy. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I feel really, really upset, really anxious. You need to help me. And I was going to adoration in uh, the, the, the afternoon before I didn't feel any good like this is this is if if I'm not feeling good here in front of you is because I am really bad like I don't know I am really wrong I don't know what's going on so if you cannot help me who's gonna help me then so I was yeah losing it in the shower and I was like please I was just crying like please just help me I need your help please so I went to work and I finished my shift and I went to, to the church again. So as, as I was uh, locking my car, I heard the church bells again. I was like, okay, so they are calling to mass, but it was a Monday. So I, I approached to the, to the door and I tried to open it, the church, and it was closed. 
So I was like, what? This is this doesn't make any sense. Like why they're calling if is not if the church is closed. So I was like, okay, this is crazy. So I went back to my car and I heard again the, the bells. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I went back and I tried to open the door again and it was closed. But now my eyes lifted and I saw this card on the door saying, do you want to be healed? And I was like, yes, this is what I need. And I was like, I know this is not like a funny story. I know it is you telling me that I need to heal something, right? So I went back to my car and I checked the website and it was about this healing center in Florida is John Paul II Healing Center. It's a nonprofit organization uh-huh. ran by Bob Schutz. He's a Catholic uh, psychologist. I've heard, I've heard the name. It's just amazing, Eddie. It's just amazing. So at that time, it was like summertime, like July or something. And the healing sessions were in September, like in the fall. So I was like, oh, my God, you're going to like, I have to wait until September comes. Okay, so I'm going to try to survive. And I would just continue going to adoration. And then one, one afternoon, I was there in front of the Lord. And I told him, you know what? I, I don't know if I am praying in the correct way. I want to be respectful to you. I want to continue our relationship, but I don't know if I am doing it right. So please teach me how to pray. Teach me because I don't want to be disrespectful to you. Yeah. So I went back the next day and uh, I was in the pew <laughs> and I found this, this book saying how to pray different types of prayers (laughs) yes so I was like okay this is for me (laughs) so I started reading the the book and then I was like I need to get my own so I I started uh yeah I got my book and I found a better version it was uh divided in the four gospels and every question that I was having at the time, every message that I needed to get, it was through the gospel and through like teaching me how to pray, teaching me how to give myself to the Lord, like just, just trust in me and I'm going to take care of everything. So it was just so beautiful. And I knew he was listening to me. I knew he was hearing my prayers. And then uh, finally September came and I started the four four sessions of uh, healing. So there, it was the most beautiful experience. I really encourage everyone, like the whole world, the whole world is broken, sadly, but it's true. So the whole world, we need that healing from the Lord, from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit. So the very first day, I was just so excited. And the very first day, the Lord showed me who I was, like my identity, who I was, who, who is Rosalinda, who is Roxy. He, you are just a beloved daughter. You are my child and I loved you so much. And of course, the Holy Spirit, you know how he works and how he just makes your heart feeling and your entire body. So I got a lot of messages of love. I, he opened my heart and he just was working like constantly during those days in the the next year. 
And I didn't know I was living with this deep, deep pain. I I just didn't know. I, I got used to that, like living with a broken heart through my whole childhood and the situation I lived with a boyfriend at the time. So at the uh the yeah the first session they they showed you who the Holy Trinity is like how they hug you, it 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 like it's human being how precious we are to the Lord and how they are just there for us to loving us and to help us also Mother Mary and all the saints all the beautiful saints and the angels. So the last uh, session, it was uh, healing the, the person like the body. So I, I received also healing uh, that night. And after we finished, one of the girls uh, that she was there also for healing, she approached me and she was saying, can I share something with you? I was like, yeah. So... She's like, uh, you didn't notice, but um, every time you were coming to church, I needed to sit close to you, like behind you or or next to you, because that was like the direction I got. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and today that you moved to a different spot, I needed to follow you because the Lord told me that your pain was too big and too deep, that he needed to give some of your pain to me to work on it and and I just saw how they were cleaning your heart like in a surgery and so she she was saying me that and I was like oh my god <laughs> so wow. she saw how the Lord was cleaning my heart how he was like surgering how he put it like in a bandages and in a cast because it was too damaged that I just <laughs> it was it was too bad the pain right and I didn't know, of course. So that was uh, crazy to me. And I was like, thank you, Lord, you are taking care of me. So I started trusting even more and more and I just receiving his love, just working in how the Lord loves me and everyone and how I need to love myself as well, because we are temples of the Holy Spirit. So I was... I needed to change how I was talking to myself because yeah, you can talk very pretty and very sweet to your parents, to your family, to your friends, but how you're talking to yourself. And I saw once uh, in Instagram, this phrase that was saying, do you think if the, the way you talk to yourself uh, if you if you talk to your friends the same way, they're gonna be still your friends. And wow. Like, oh no, of course not. <laughs> Always my response because I was if I did something right, like oh Roxy, you're so stupid or things like that, right? Like just hurting you and hurting you. And uh, after the the healing sessions, I got these books that the doctor shoots, uh, Bob shoots uh, wrote. And one of them is this one, the Be Transformed. Okay. So it talks about the healing power of the sacraments. And there he shares a lot of beautiful things about the sacraments and stories. And he shares this um, story about this Japanese scientist where he literally shows how words affect in every single one or, or even the things around us. 
right? So this Japanese scientist, uh, he cooked rice and he split it in two, in two containers. So in the first container, he spoke like really beautiful words, like, I love you, you are so precious to me. Thank you for being here, Rice. I love you so much. You're so beautiful and things like that. And to the other one, he spoke really, really badly. I hate you, you are so bad, you're dirty, You, I don't like you, I hate you, blah, blah, blah. So he put it in the fridge and the, the rice, that was with beautiful things it like it lasted like for two or three weeks it didn't get bad and the other one like a few days later it was dark like it was moldy and it was just nasty right and then he did it again with ice so he talked really beautiful to the water he was about to freeze and then uh to the other one really bad and when it became ice and he brought it back and he, uh, under the micro microscope, he looked in the first one, he found uh, colors and shiny things and very beautiful, uh, yeah, like colors and very bright. And the other one had dark and like shadows, like very, very weird things. So that was a, a very big lesson to, lesson to me, like, Roxy, you you need to stop doing that. Like, don't don't hurt yourself either. Don't don't listen to the other side because that is not good for you. Mm-hmm. So he he showed me the Lord can continue showing me who I was and how precious I am too, like as everyone else. So that was yeah, a big a big um. Now, where where was the the healing center again? You said Florida. Yeah, they are in Florida, but sometimes they they travel around the U.S. to offer the healing sessions. And then, yeah, they I think I don't know how uh, my my church uh, they got uh, some of the lessons or I don't know. <clears throat> now they offered uh, like a longer version, and I took it again this year for eight weeks. Oh, but wow. it's also, yeah, it's also directed by Bob Schutz and Sister Miriam. And also we have more prayer and adoration uh, there in person, right? Got it. Yeah. So also the Lord, he's, he's so tender and he's so sweet and, and he knows how everyone, how much you can handle at the time. So yeah, he split it, my healing into like that year, he showed me who I was, my identity and how much he loved me and uh, who I needed to forgive also. And then the, the second session I got this year, it was about, he showed me there, he also needed to heal my family, not just me my family and um, like just surrender to his plan like girl you 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 don't need to do anything you just need to surrender and I'm gonna take care of everything you cannot see it but I am working and don't worry so it was so deep now this these sessions this this healing and of course I fell in love even more and I don't know. I just every every session, every Monday, because it was it was weekly every Monday, and then I joined to uh, a 
another group like a bible study but we we study about different things about the saints about mary or jesus and is is women right so mondays i was going to healing sessions and the tuesday i was going to the lift group and so every like every session they were working together and like but that was not the plan right <laughs> and every wednesday we were having a holy hour so everything that he taught me on Mondays, I was also working in, in in the same on Tuesday, or he was giving me more information. And then we were doing like very deeply, very deep uh, prayers on the holy hour. So I was getting closer or I am getting closer and closer to God and to Jesus. And it's just so beautiful. I cannot even explain. And now every mass, I can feel everything. I can understand even better and, and to perceive the miracle of the Eucharist, like every single word in, in the music. And it's just, I just cry the entire mass. <laughs> I cry every every Sunday or every time I go, I cry because I can feel it. I can I can understand the whole uh consecration in in everything every every single part of it right so uh, yeah has been just so beautiful <laughs> do you have any questions <laughs> no that oh my goodness yeah, absolutely <laughs> incredible i guess my first question is so when did you what was it like to i guess go to confession and and receive oh, yes. the eucharist because i don't remember you mentioning that portion of the story true yeah i was going to confession before but every time i was feeling i very anxious and very guilty like i am struggling with this sin and with this addiction and it is very embarrassing to me to go back again with the same sin like oh my god what, what like why i can't i stop like why i don't understand if i am next to you why i cannot get rid of this horrible thing so I went to this, uh, this, it was a event for speed dating for Catholic singles. <laughs> so of course, Roxy was there because she, she wanted to find a boyfriend, right? I so, just, I, I think of when you said that you felt like God was saying, girl, just, just, yep. just out, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I went there before he told, he sent me the message surrender and, uh, I didn't find any boyfriend. I was like Casper, like a ghost. <laughs> but at the end of the event, they were offering confession. So I was like, okay, I, I want to go and I'm going to bring the same sin again, but I really want to get rid of this. So I went there and I found the most beautiful priest. I know it was Jesus, right? I know he is the representative of Jesus. So I went again like, hey, Lord, I am really sorry. I am failing again with the same. I just need your help. Please help me. I don't want to go to hell. I really want to keep working and go to heaven. So he told me, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to make a prayer for you. And everything is going to be all right. So at the time also, I had a memory that I didn't remember before about my childhood 
about how how every how that scene started because that that is also part of the healing part in the healing sessions uh the holy spirit and jesus they're gonna take you in a very tenderly way to the moment where your sin or your addiction started and why so you're gonna understand but also they show you that they were there with you and they are always with you and they're gonna help you to to overcome that right so uh <clears throat> i remember i told that like i had this memory and it really hurt me but i also want to get rid of this and he's like yes yeah, don't worry so he held my hand and he made this uh prayer like setting me free from from that that sin and since that day I didn't do anything wrong I mean I didn't have that addiction anymore it just stopped and I was like oh thank you okay I didn't find the boyfriend but I found my freedom here so this is what I needed so it was meant to be how how he was pulling me <laughs> for that specific moment mm -hmm. incredible and then yeah. as it relates to the healing yes that you you nailed it you're talking about how the entire world is mm -hmm. broken and yeah. you know it does get thrown around a lot like finding your identity in christ mm -hmm. and so that's that's in all christian uh areas you hear that a lot yes but what what do you think i think you kind of touched on it but what do you think was like the the big aha moment as it relates to identity was it was it simply saying wow, I am loved and I need to stop with this constant negative garbage that runs through my head? Or was it was it also tied to, like you said, this surrender where you truly say, I, I trust you and I've got to go with your plans, not my own. What, what was that big aha moment? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was realizing that I actually needed to stop making plans for myself. Like, just just trust and live one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow because you don't know if you're going to live tomorrow. Just enjoy. Just listen to the what uh, the Lord is telling you to do today. And that's it. And also Mary is where where she she also intercede like very one one of the first months that I was struggling in 21, I believe. I came home and from work and uh, you you know once you're getting closer to the Lord you you are now aware how you need to feed your body like even with the things you eat yep like you need to be aware and the the things you watch and the music you're listening because everything is trash right so uh, I, I I remember I came from work and I was like I really want to watch something that is good for me so I started Netflix and I found uh, this, the, the Fatima uh, movie. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know it was a new version of it. So I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I need to watch. So I started watching the movie. And also part of, of this, uh, when I was trying at first in the first years here in Michigan, when I was trying to understand how the Lord was communicating to me, Many times I didn't, I wasn't sure and I wasn't, I didn't understand what he was trying to say. So I told him, hey, you made me very visual. So you need to speak to me 
how you make me understand with with images with music or with uh with movies because you made me this way so please please help me to understand you so that day he showed me in a movie how the beautiful kids they were listening to mother mary and I don't, did you see the movie? Did you watch I didn't see it? that movie? I've seen a kid's cartoon about it, but that's about it. <laughs> so there's a scene where the kids are playing on the mountain and it is the first time they, they see Mary. So before they see her, uh, it's a, like a lightning that comes to the ground and they just stop like, what, what just, what just happened? Right. So I heard the lightning and I am sure I felt my mother's presence, like Mother Our Lady of Fatima here in my apartment. And I was just like, oh my God, this is this is not just a movie. I am getting a message. Like you need to listen and pay attention. And I know she was here. I know she was here. And she, in the most sweet way, she was like unwrapping all the bandages that I had in my soul, like in, in, in my heart of my eyes. And there is where I finally understood the sin I was struggling with, that it was an addiction and that I needed to care, take care of that. So, uh, because I, I was not accepting that. So she, I mean, she was the one that brought me back to and 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 she was just taking care of me and she was here with me i know that I'm yeah and then also another story um yeah. i was going to adoration right and i always believed that jesus was there in the eucharist but i didn't understand how like i and i i am afraid to ask you because i don't want to be disrespectful but but he knew i had that question and I was like, yeah, I, I know you're here, but how? Just, I don't know how. So one of those Sundays that I was watching mass uh, in YouTube, uh, immediately after the mass, uh, a, a video started about the miracles of the Eucharist. So how these priests didn't believe 100% and then the Eucharist uh, that fell and they put it in water. And I was like, oh my God. And it was this specific um, story where they sent the sample for for the a lab, right? Yep. And the, the lab came back with a report like this was about a human tissue and it was the heart living, uh, beating. And I was like, oh my God. So there, of course, uh, I was crying again. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes me think of uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis and all the work that he did. Yes, yeah. The the miracles because mm -hmm. you know a lot of people ask how I don't want to. Um, it's so hard for me to as uh, assent to this truth when I can't. You know, just nature. I want to see God. I want to see. Uh -huh. And then you read these stories and you see the scientific research and. Yes. Like without any need, he shows himself. Yeah, exactly. It, it, exactly. You absolutely nailed it. Without any need, he yeah. shows himself and continually <laughs> shows himself, makes himself present. People are running from him, makes himself present, try, you know, chasing you down with love. It's unbelievable. Yes. And yeah. um, the other thing I want to mention is, you know, this this place where 
you can stop negative thoughts and stop calling yourself an idiot or stupid mm -hmm. or all those things. But at the same time, realizing that all the good, everything that's supposed to flood into you can only come from the Lord. You can't yes. just like uh, manufacture it when you have to learn from him and mm -hmm. understand why he created you and what your purpose is. Then I think yes. these these uh, puzzle pieces start to fit together because I think there are people that would say, okay, I'm just going to remove the negative. That's, nah, sure. I think I can do that. And then replace it with what? Replace it with what? You have to know the exactly. Lord and you have to know his, or to the best of your ability, start to be open to uh, yeah. what he's trying to tell you each day. And like you said, one day at a time. Um, yeah. And what I learned, the wounds, they're not going to heal with time. Even even in a, a lot of songs like, oh, just wait a hundred years, you're gonna forget about that. <laughs> like, no, how, even how with kids, if they fail and they scratch their knees, the mom comes with a kiss and is good now for the baby, right? It's the same. So Jesus wants to heal you, not with time, but with love. He's wow. gonna replace that hurting in your heart with his love, with his water, with his blood. And you just need to say yes. And if you don't know how, just ask. Very. That's, that's another key that I found. I don't know how to trust in you. Help me, teach me how. And he's going to find a way. Or I don't know how to love you more. He's going to find a way. I don't know how to forgive this person. It, teach me how. And he will. He will. And that's it. You just need to say yes. <laughs> so, so good. And and I think the, the idea that time heals what that does in many instances i believe it allows for repression of of trauma like okay that will just we'll just push that off to the side and you you wake up one day and you're 85 years old and you have the same correct that you mm -hmm. had when you were seven years old right exactly so, yes there's a lot to be said there mm -hmm. absolutely brilliant thank you for yeah. reaching out <laughs> um taking that step to reach out seriously um it it means a lot and i know that listeners will get a lot out of this um is there anything else you want to add about uh present day roxy yeah well now that also how beautiful it is the community of saints i never understood what was that like i don't know so jesus literally introduced you to his friends and they're gonna help you to to guide you and pray for you and they're just so beautiful too and also my advice to the people is don't don't listen the devil he's gonna be always there trying to confuse you like you're so stupid you because for example i really quick i was i had the opportunity to participate or to listen one conference about abortion how you can talk to people about abortion to to not be to to be against that right mm -hmm. so that night i was going i was very excited to receive that information and like an hour before i started hearing like what makes you think that you're gonna save any souls like you saving souls that is so stupid so don't don't go don't waste your time so don't don't listen to that like just don't listen or just remember that the Lord always is going to give you peace and joy and hope. So if those thoughts are not 
taking you there and not giving you any hope or love or peace, don't listen to that. It's not worth it. That's my advice. <laughs> That's good. And it's funny. It's the same voice that will say at one point, say you're an idiot. You always screw up. And then also the, the voice that's saying everything's good, like just it's justified. Do what you please. So there's this weird dynamic that happens. And that's why the sacraments are so important. Correct. To return yeah. to the tangible, to know the Lord in a very, very intimate way. Uh, and yeah. then voices, even if they appear, I forget which saint said that. Um there are so many things that he said you can just shoo away, like they're gnats mm -hmm. or flies. Yeah. Uh, and so a, a mind that is set on the Lord is able to do that versus the other mind that is definitely caught up in the world. That doesn't, yeah. those aren't flies. Those are just like, I don't even know, like a bulldozer just comes in and says, you're going, you're going to go this way, period. Mm -hmm. uh, but the person that's, that's really open and surrendered, he said, you just, you just kind of, swat them away you know that kind of thing so well cool thanks again uh everyone please subscribe like and comment and share the video as well and until next time take care and god bless